you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum beautiful wild souls welcome to the wild soul podcast with your host queen namaste if this is your first time this is the podcast where we talk about all things wild where i interview people locally and from around the world who are raising the vibes and consciousness of this planet yo (laughs) i used to do these podcasts and upload them on Wednesdays, but I really have no idea what day it is these days, but if you are listening, um, I am recording this on April 25th, which is a Saturday, so sometimes the podcast will come out on Wednesdays, sometimes Saturday, really whenever it comes out, it's going to come out, Uh, but I want to thank you for listening, and if you've been listening from the beginning, yo holla, thank you so much, love you, love you, love you. Um, I don't have many updates for you today, but I do have a really great episode, and I interview my good friend, Lauren Hazel. She was on the podcast last year, and she is just a wonderful human being. We had no idea what we were going to talk about on this podcast, but it ended up, we ended up talking about money and mostly about moms and what moms can do to feel worthy and feel beautiful and wonderful, especially during this time in the world during 2020. I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this, but if you're listening in this present moment, you know what's going on in the world. So we talk a lot about that. So if you're a mom right now, you will definitely want to check into this episode. And even if you're a dad, it goes for dads too. So Yeah, I'm really excited for this episode and housekeeping, not much stuff. I am offering intuitive readings, Akashic Record readings now. So if you'd like to book an appointment with me, I'm doing it over Zoom. You can head on over to queennamaste.com. Feel free to follow the podcast on Instagram at the Wild Soul Podcast or me at queen.namaste. And we've also got full moon ceremonies on Zoom coming up live for you. The next full moon is on March, March, (laughs) May, (laughs) see, don't know what it is, May 7th. That is the next full moon. So be looking out um, on social for more information on that. And when I know the full details, I will also talk about it on here. (laughs) Um, And that's all I got for you today. So sit back, enjoy. Lauren is a lovely human and go follow her too. (laughs) You'll have to listen to the episode and she's got a cool little phone number for you to also text. So without further ado, here is Lauren Hazel. Okay, my Miss Lovely Lauren Hazel. Hi. That's me. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Wild I- Podcast. A returning, uh, what would you say? What, uh, alumni? <laughs> alumni, yeah. Seasoned veteran. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I'm so happy to see your face. See it. Yeah, I can hear. 
I can hear the smile in your voice. I can see it too, but like <laughs> anybody else could hear it, which is nice. Oh, so for those that maybe it's their first time listening or hadn't heard your previous episode, I want to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. to say who you are in this world and what you offer. Who I am in this world. <sighs> Ever-changing and growing, which I love. Um, but yeah, I'm Lauren Hazel. Um, I'm a leading women's empowerment coach and wellness advocate. I work specifically with moms um, to shift them out of burnout and to move them into being vibrant women that are connected to their power, truth, and purpose. Um, mostly as a, I work as a life coach. Um, yeah, which is amazing I've been doing it for a while now um, we, as we were chatting before um, been doing the one-on-one coaching for about two years and I also work for a company doing business strategy for women and holistic business so I'm kind of distilling all of the things that I've learned from the last two years of working with like the most amazing clients who have been blessings um, and creating a new a new program which will be launching soon so uh, yeah I'm just really blessed to be doing something that fills me up and I get to help other women in the process. Mm, That was such a wonderful mission statement. Isn't that like, isn't that the thing though? Like helping others and in turn, like while we do that, we help ourselves. Mm -hmm. The world's such a better place. I think that people realize that that's possible, um, but we typically limit it to like volunteering opportunities, like soup kitchens. Like they know they're going to feel good when they help somebody who needs it, but for whatever reason, maybe it's capitalism or whatever, but it seems to like people are still resisting that you can like get paid while you do that. Mm, Good point. Yeah. Good point. And especially kind of in the more uh, like spiritual quote realm it's it's um a paradigm I feel that a lot of us still haven't changed being like oh how can I ask for money like that isn't spiritual like I should Mm. be doing this for free people need my work Mm -hmm. yeah it's um that's what I've been working on recently totally It, it feels like it's almost a rite of passage for like a leader or a healer or a spiritual person to have to go through that. Um, Cause it's, I haven't met anyone who hasn't felt that way on, on their journey. And then at a certain point you realize that like the actually like more spiritually evolved approach would be abundance and knowing that when you can stand in it, you're more able to call that in for other people and support other people. So those are always things that I, kind of reference when I'm you know growing and stretching and like with any growing there's growing pains um I try and think of like all the ways that me being more abundant will benefit other people I love like I'm a visual person um an artist at heart so I always imagine like going to these great farmers markets or like makers markets and being able to you know, buy that really amazing handmade coffee mug or a giant size print from an artist that I love and, you know, doing all the shopping local and things like that and hiring people who's doing their dream business. So yeah, it's just like a, a beautiful trickle down effect or the circle of abundance life. And now I just want to sing the Lion King song. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spare you that. 
Because I don't know the words. A circle of abundance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is so true, though. I can't remember, like, a quote that I heard somewhere, but it was, like, um, you offering your service at a rate or whatever, at a certain rate, and lowering it for other people is not allowing them to fully step into their power and know their mm. worth because when you like, yeah, lower the price for somebody, they feel like, oh yeah, like, right, I can't afford it. But it's like, no, you be the person who can afford that and knows that that money is there and will come and continue mm. to come in abundance. I don't mm-hmm. get the quote right, but it's along those lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think on the like on the serving end of it too. Um, I think pricing is important to look at. Like, what place are you pricing from that you're most willing and most able to like give really generously from? Like, at what point are your needs covered enough that you're not keeping track of like, well, I talked to her for an extra fifteen minutes, or this or that, where you're just like, I'm good and I'm excited. Essentially, where are you at so that you can stay in your zone of genius the longest? And you can just like open up and share with that person and give them everything they need and all the support and it's super juicy and you don't feel like, oh, you know, because like I've done that. I've discounted my services or when I first started out, you know, I had bills to pay, but I was doing like a bunch of free coaching and, you know, you, there's like this weird resentment and that's just like a, a sign that you're out of alignment. So I like now, like, not that it's like 20 grand work with me or anything. There are certainly coaches out there, but I like being in, I guess, cause I've traveled through that and I know my worth and I know that I'm able to support people and give them transformation um, that I can stand in a place of like, okay, this is how I get my needs met so that I can show up for you 110% and give you the most juicy experience. And, and when you get tuned into that, it's coming from a place of how can I best serve you? What does the container need to look like? And part of that container is pricing. It's just hard. Yeah. Money is a very loaded topic. It's one of my favorite topics because of that. It's like my favorite things to talk about probably are like sex, religion, (laughs) money, (laughs) all the things that people say, don't talk about that in polite society. (laughs) I'm like, that's polite society. (laughs) Um, it's yeah. just so interesting. We didn't even um, plan on talking about this, but maybe spirit is just like guiding, guiding us, us to talk about it. And yeah, especially probably in this time and people are worried about money and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was on a webinar yesterday and one of the things that they talked about was releasing old money beliefs. And I wrote this down um, and money is what you make it and channel it for the light. Money equals impact. And then they offered the question, like, because people have all this different ideas about money or money is evil or et cetera. Money is great. Totally. Um, and they offered the idea, like, what if, because right now, like, 1% of the population has the majority of the wealth. Mm-hmm. And they imagined us to think, what if it was turned around and all the people working for the light, working to better the world and better people in it. What if the majority of the money was with them and what kind of world it would be? 
Mm. Imagine a world with light workers having the money and spreading it everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Right. Was- <laughs> Reiki <laughs> sessions would be part of your like work benefits program. <laughs> I have full I have full Reiki and dental. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I, I really do feel a shift happening in the world and I do feel that uh, energy work and different type of modalities will start to be recognized more um, they are I mean they're I, just using Reiki again as an example they are using that in hospitals now and like not that long ago you know <laughs> it was probably getting side eye but I mean that's year hundreds of years coming I feel like I can't remember when they first kind of established Reiki as a system but my Reiki teacher is probably like, just oh, tisk Lauren. <laughs> I don't remember. I just took my level one and I don't even remember. <laughs> it's okay. A long time ago. Um, yeah, I also heard something, the, um, I was going to say the other day. I guess technically it was the other day, but it was probably more like a couple months ago. But uh Time seems to be blending together (laughs) daily. Um, And it was that, like, money needs us to give it purpose. And I thought that was such an interesting shift because usually we approach it that we need money. We need money, like, first basically to survive. And then we also need money to do anything fun on top of surviving assuming and a lot of people don't really get to that next tier right mm-hmm. um that we need money and then we get like this really desperate like oh how can I find money how can I get money like we're trying to trap money like it's some sort of elusive evil fox or something like we're all desperate and hungry for it and like if money was a person like ew you would not like it would not want to date you if that's it's <laughs> oh my gosh yeah great enough right like, ooh, is that the energy you're putting off? Like, whoa. it would run in the opposite direction. And we know that money is energy. Essentially, it's a currency that we trade. Our time is is energy, is a currency. Um, anyway, so money is is that as well. So if we're getting all like funky up in our energy because we're in desperation, like you're probably not gonna get a lot of it so I I liked that like mind shift for getting out of that sort of needy gross desperate on the hunt feel of like actually money needs me to give it purpose because otherwise without me without my dreams without my goals without my wants and desires it is at best just some paper if I assign no value to it like what the fuck is it you could light it on fire and that's assuming it's even tangible. Most of the time when we look at money, it's just black numbers on a white screen. What is that? <laughs> like it's, it's not tangible. So yeah, just kind of taking that like weird power out of it. Giving it back to yourself. Woohoo, empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl, empowerment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say something, but it's gone. It's gone. It's okay. okay. I have that effect on people. <laughs> I take their breath away. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, okay, so money, it's important. Mm. And also, at the end of the day, there are other important things as well. Like, like mm. being a mother. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, I have some experience with that. Yes. And so you were saying, I don't remember if we were on or off the record, but you were saying that you are doing rebranding and you're coming up with a new course. Is that having to do with um, moms or something totally different? No. Yeah, it is still moms. I work almost exclusively with moms in my private practice. Um, yeah, it's going to be called the Vibrant Mama and it's going to be a 90 day immersion, um, shifting women again into empowerment. And it basically, it walks through Uh, what I consider to be the three steps for being an empowered woman, which is reconnection with body, reconnection with your intuition. And then once you're plugged into your true self, connecting to a truly supportive community. Mm -hmm. Um, That, yeah, like I said, truly supportive. I think a lot of people live in community or family units that aren't actually supportive, but like somewhat work under that title so that can be very draining a lot of the times and like a sign that you're possibly not plugged into your body intuition or a true community is that we often um, vilify ourselves like I just need to be more of this I just need to be more more this way and then everything will be better more energy try harder if only I was smarter if I was prettier if I was thinner then they would want me then they would this then they would that and like 95% of the time that's just a BS story from from my experience Mm -hmm. Um, working with women and also my personal experience and uh, I guess uh, like I shared this story more in depth last time we talked on the pod um, but I can share a bit now again personally how I came to be in this work was because of my own journey Um, I was actually raised in a Christian cult she says very casually Um, (laughs) I was raised in a Christian cult and I left um, I left because I was completely fucking miserable I had been groomed to be a submissive woman to orientate my life around the needs and opinions of others And I did everything to try and be this woman for other people who was, you know, um, meek and kind, because that's when I saw the people around me, the women around me getting any praise is when they were just in servitude. I never saw a woman with a career. I never saw a woman with an education or even hobbies. They, They lived for other people. And so I was being brought up in the same way. And that's not really naturally who I am. I'm not a submissive person. So I just continually shoved my feelings down into a box because that's how I could exist in that world. Um, And I married a man in that uh, cult who was very, very all the things, very good Christian boy that I was desperately trying to be. And it was like three months after we were married and I was so miserable. Like, I'm a pretty positive person typically, but I was depressed. I had developed disordered eating, was working four jobs and not having any idea where our money was going. Like, it was bad. It was really bad. And and one day I just had this, like, moment of going, what if it's not me? 
Because up until that point, I'd always been like, I just need to be more spiritual. I need to pray more. I need to study the Bible more. I need to like, you know, kind of emotionally flogging myself. And uh, yeah, I just had this moment of divine guidance. I was like, what if I'm not the broken one here? And that ended up giving me, I guess, enough of a push forward that I went and um, to like congregation elders and said that I didn't want to be married anymore. I wanted a divorce. And that's like totally not okay in that community. So they told me that um, if I was going to get a divorce, I would be shunned by the community. Um, I remember actually sitting in the car after that conversation and feeling my body get really like numb and heavy. I'm looking out the window and seeing everything kind of be very muted and gray because I was realizing that like my friends would not see me. My baby brother and sister would never talk to me again. My mom and dad would never talk to me again. That's the cost in that community for leaving. But I knew I couldn't keep living doing what I was doing. I just hoped that my life was about something more than just serving other people and going to bed at night alone and exhausted. So I, yeah, I did leave and I started to do things that took care of me for me for the first time, took care of myself. And it started with my body because I had had disordered eating and grew up with like a ton of shame especially as a woman, especially as a woman with big boobs, um, and just came home to myself, um, discovered yoga. You know, you and I met during our time, um, a Lululemon. Yeah. And, and from there, while I was doing deepening my practice, I discovered my intuition and well, I didn't realize it was my intuition, of course, at the time, but all of a sudden I had all these opinions and ideas and, and yeah, just thoughts of my own, essentially, which maybe sounds like not that big of a deal, but after you've been brainwashed your whole life, it was pretty revolutionary. And then I was pretty much decided that I was never going to not listen to those things again, swore an oath to myself. And, uh, and then once I was plugged into myself and started to strengthen that voice, I worked with a mentor and and once I knew myself, my worth, then I could start building relationships with friends and with lovers, people who actually liked that person and supported that person and was proud of that. So really, that's where I've come from and where I'm at now. I have an amazing partner who's just, I don't even have the words for how fantastic and supportive he is. Mm-hmm. And, and friends who see me and who cheer me on. And, you know, it, I just can't, I can't. I just wish like the cult girl who I was knew that this was possible. So that's essentially how I came to know that coaching was, was my destiny, was my fate because this kind of, um, okay. So most people don't grow up in a cult, but a lot of people find themselves doing all the right things, but feeling really unsatisfied or spending all their energy serving other people, but still feeling really alone. That shows up in a lot of different ways, and especially for moms. And somewhere throughout my story, I also became a mom 
and I realized that a lot of the work that I had done after leaving the cult prepared me for motherhood, um, which was reconnecting to my body, listening to my intuition, you know, that mother's, mother's intuition is so important. Oh my gosh, especially in the first few years. And then again, you need a community of people who are going to support you in your changed life, you know, mm. um, transition from mom to not. So yeah, anyway, that's, I don't even know how we started talking about that What question you asked, but that's how I came to be and why I work with moms, especially. Um, yeah, because we need women who stand in their power. It's like the one thing we haven't tried yet in modern society. And like, obviously we're pretty broken. Um, the society isn't working. Like you were saying, like the 1.5% of the population has everything. People are suffering. Children are suffering. We need women to rise up. And I'm so like, and the world is so lucky to have you to facilitate that. Thanks, Shannon. And I just want to acknowledge you for doing that work because it's, mm. it's not easy and I see you and I live with um, a mother right now too, this seven month old and but I, that, I don't even know if I, I mean, if I probably could do it if I had to, but like mother, mothers deserve medals, mm. you know, and then we're, they're expected to do everything else on top of that, cook, have a job, keep the house together pleasure your partner all this shit and and yeah I really I really um enjoyed listening to what you had to say about just like coming back and taking care of yourself first because really I feel like especially in today's day and age that yeah moms aren't aren't really able to do that Mm -hmm. Well, it's not the, the model that we've witnessed or been taught about how to show up as a mom, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, martyrdom more is, I, I know even like, I feel like that my generation is probably the first time moms are showing up a little bit differently, but I know that from my mom and her mom and many people that I've talked to, it was like, you sacrifice you put yourself last, you clean all day, you cook all day. And you know, one day out of the year is Mother's Day. So you can sleep in that day. <laughs> Saying like, and maybe, 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 depending <laughs> on the age of your children. Yeah. Um, they, and I think because there were so many generations of martyrdom, that it became really hard to break out of that because the tricky thing is, is that when you sacrificed and you're bitter about it, mm -hmm. when you see someone else sac not sacrificing, the, the instinct is who does she think she is? Or like, mm -hmm. don't you get it? That's just what mom life looks like. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Right. So that's why it's been really hard to shift out of, I think, as like as a sex out of this martyrdom and instead into being a role model. Like it's not our job to protect our children from everything. Which I think, especially this generation, it is. We want to protect them from hard feelings. We want to protect them from 
GMOs. We want to protect them from everything. And that creates that helicopter mom, that mom who's never enough because she's constantly trying to keep her child in a bubble, but that is not serving the child. And it's also not serving you. We want, I mean, by all means, be there for your child, support them, guide them, teach them how to navigate their feelings, but protecting them from experiencing life at the expense of your own life, that's a lose-lose. Lose-lose, yeah. No doubt. Wow. And I guess there could be like a million different um, contributors to that and how it's become almost the norm. Oh, totally. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many drips in, you know, we could go down the patriarchy road. We could go down marketing. We could go down, like there's cultural, there's religion, there's, there's everything, right? Like, but the most tricky thing about it is that most of the time it's unsaid. It's observed behaviors. It's implied. Um, so it's hard for women to like really nail it to put a pin in it to say that right there that's what's not working or that's where I got this story or this isn't serving serving me and I think that's why like in a way my experience of a cult was a blessing because it was so black and white it was so cut and dry you are not good enough you are out you know like it was so measurable that it made an otherwise gray situation that a lot of people experience yeah very visible to me so i had that ability uh, that ability or that opportunity to kind of digest and really see the big picture of a system that's not working but that typically flies under the radar for an average person because fortunately the average person's not raised in a cult <laughs> <laughs> fortunately uh. yeah do you think that what the planet and people are going through at this time, do you think it is aiding in this change of parent and motherhood or do you think it's doing harm? What are your thoughts? I think that it's a, um, a pressure cooker for what is what you might already have existing. I think that if a woman finds herself in a situation that is not supportive and previous these world conditions, you were maybe getting by, you know, it was okay. It was fine. It was all right. I think that you're not all right anymore. I think that if you were, if you're in a situation where there is some love and some support that you're learning how to navigate under this, out of these times or under these times, I see a lot of women realizing how wound up they were before. I see a lot of women realizing how much more time and space that they had or that they were wasting on driving here, driving there, around here, da, 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 da. Um, and are now, as they kind of detox that fast pace out, uh, having an opportunity to feel themselves 
to go inward. Um, and I mean, like, of course, that's with a grain of salt, because if you have, have kids, the pace is always there. I mean, like, sweet baby Jesus. But <laughs> <laughs> the pace is always there. But it's like the other layers, right? The I don't even, yeah, the pack, the this, the soccer, the that, the, you know, that we like layer on top. Um, oh, I had a thought and it went away. Oh, well, it'll come back. It's good. So, um, yeah. Uh, for my experience right now, like what's going on in the, myself being able to go inward, but it's, mm. it's been a lot more accessible, I believe, because I don't have a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so could you give examples of that for some moms like that are mm. maybe struggling or wanting, or they're like, what the hell is going inward? What does that even look like? And how mm. can you do that? Mm, good one. Good one. Um, I think that what happens as, as moms and as parents, a lot of time is that we go, well, it's easy for Shannon. She doesn't have any kids. And then we use that as a scapegoat to not do the work ourselves in the same way that sometimes people I've seen people be like, well, I can't go to the gym for an hour and a half and do this full workout. So what's the point? when really if you could still get up and go for a walk or a run for 20 minutes, there'd still be benefit. So, I mean, yeah, maybe as parents, we don't get to go to our yoga class. I mean, nobody does anymore, but mm. we might not be able to do like a deep dive all the time, but we can still do little pockets and that will still be beneficial. I mean, if you have a support system where you can take an hour to yourself, by all means do that. But like any mom will know that the bathroom is a sacred portal. You can go into that bathroom. You can close that door. Most of the time you can be in there somewhat uninterrupted, um, you know, and you can just do a simple breathing technique, like a four square breath. I love that one. Um, you should pop over to my Facebook group. I do live videos, guide you through some breath work. A four square breath is just a, um, Inhale for a count of four, hold your breath for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, and then hold it for a count of four. And you do that like little square, um, I would say at least three times. And you'll find yourself just shift out of like, if you feel like you're all up in your head, um, like anxiety, worry, what do we do? What do we do next? What do we do next? Um, you'll find yourself just move way, way, way down into your heart. And the more you do it, the quicker you'll make the shift. Um, so I, I always really recommend that one. I love a bath. I mean, it's not original, but I love a bath for me. I have something about the water and I stick my head under there. I'll bend my knees um, so I can like lay flat with my back along and just put my head like all the way under and I feel very far away, which is great. Um, and the other one that I always recommend is dancing. Um, I have like a fun playlist um, or sometimes if I'm feeling like I need more guidance from the universe. I'll even just say like, Siri, play all songs on shuffle. And 
whatever song comes through, like I just commit to listening to it and to moving my body to it, whether it's a slow song or a fast song, whatever song comes through, somehow there's always like some little message or takeaway in there. Again, like you'll just have to try it, but it works. Um, yeah, so there's actually, you know what? You're so smart, Shannon. You're, you are so smart because I have a, like my top four tips for like daily empowerment for moms on a PDF. <clears throat> um, so if um, people want to like have a number, I'm so organized and you're so smart because we've worked together now and now people can just get what they need. Okay. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> if ever is listening, if you want four tips to daily empowerment, get out your phone. If you're not already using it, start a new text message, text the word empowered, empowered. I'm going to do this right now. <laughs> okay, so I feel like so techie every time this works. Cause I'm like, I'm a wizard. Um, empowered. Okay, empowered. Yeah. And two to the phone number is 604. Two six zero. Two six zero. One zero three zero. One zero three zero. Six zero four two six zero ten thirty. Ten thirty. Yeah. Okay. Empowered. Okay. Look at you being all cool and techie. Reply with your email address to receive four daily empowerment keys. Lori! I know, cool. it's so cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. You got my email now, girl. <laughs> Am I on your email list? Yeah, I'll be sure to spam you extensively. How did you do this? This is so cool. I'll send you the thingy. Show me. Yeah. It's so cool. It was, yeah. So I love that because I mean, um, I do coaching, but I also speak at events all the time. Um, I love speaking, obviously. I just talk nonstop. Um, <laughs> I love, I'm like that weird 2% of the population that loves public speaking. What is um, your birthday again? When the hell's January. Birthday? I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. Do you know your human design? I don't know my human design. I know that I'm an Aries rising on top of everything. Oh, so. and what's your moon? Do you know your moon? Uh, I think it's Leo. Mm, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, Aries makes sense. Leo makes sense. I don't know a lot of Capricorns, to be honest with you. So I don't really know much. About <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something like, consider yourself lucky. We can be real sticklers. <laughs> We can be real sticklers. Yes, yes. My aunt is a Capricorn and we go like this sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know what I'm doing. I'm butting my ankle. <laughs> Your ankles. My ankles. <laughs> Your fists <laughs> together. Yeah. You're doing like the international sign for butting heads. <laughs> two fists together. Yeah, well, we're goats. We have horns, right? Like we're stubborn. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. Okay, so... Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you do the texty thing, <laughs> yeah. your email, they'll, you'll, you'll get a PDF to your email and then you can, like, I recommend printing it off, um, put it somewhere where you'll see it. Like your fridge is great. Um, and like there are simple little things that you can just practice on the daily that don't take very much time. And I guarantee you, they will sh help shift your energy from that, like burnout from, I just need to be different um, I just need to try harder BS. It's not like you need to try harder. You just need a different strategy, mm. right? Like 
yeah, if you have a broken car, putting your foot on the accelerator more isn't going to actually get you where you're going to go. You need to address the things that are broken. So yeah, so those things are some great ways to get uh, to get your feet wet. And then I, in the bottom, I think in the fourth one, there's actually a link somewhere in there that if you wanted to talk to me personally um, about like more specific you situations, then you can click through to that and, uh, and book that time. Whoa, I literally just got crazy deja vu there. That was crazy. What? Oh, yeah, like this whole thing and exactly what you said and like the number four. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. Intuitively guided people. It's just so much more fun when you're open to the universe being wild and dynamic. So wild and dynamic. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I wanted to. So with your new program coming out, can you tell me a little bit about that? And the moms? Or um, secret and you can't say anything yet because it's still bubbling. Uh, it's probably somewhere in between those two things. Okay. Um, I'm pretty, we're going to launch in July. Um, it is going to be, there's going to be two choices, a 21 day accelerator and a 90 day, depending on like what is the right fit for you. Um, yeah, it's just, it's going to guide you through ditching the the mediocrity of normal mom life and saying goodbye to that trap of mom guilt um you know like it'll revitalize you physically mentally emotionally spiritually you can wake up again with your zest for life radiating confidence um you know joy live your purpose you can do all those things while being a mom and it's really not the messaging that we get but it is very possible to shift from overwhelm and uncertainty to enjoying your day and hitting your sheets at the end of the day with a satisfied smile on your face. Like it's a hundred percent possible. And that's really usually why I share my personal story. Cause if I can go from like a super depressed cult girl to a woman who is running her own business, doing something she fucking loves, who's, you know, more confident, more sexual than ever before. And like, it's not because I look like, Taylor Swift or something like I've got mom boobs I breastfed I've got cellulite like I wiggle I jiggle like but I still feel like more sexual more proud more confident than ever before like I feel like my life has purpose I have an amazing partner like my son's happy and healthy like all those things are totally possible and I'm legit just like your average girl from Coppola I don't have like a special gift so if you're in there being like, that's nice for you, you know, cause like my brain does that when I'm like, when I'm presented with something that like where someone else has achieved something that I want, I'll BS myself like, oh, well they have rich parents or that's nice for them. They don't have kids or that's nice for them. They must have a higher metabolism or, you know, like I'll BS my way out of it. So if you're listening to this being like, oh, that's nice for her, just like actually check yourself and, and you can have it too. Just like dare to dream. Oh, dare to dream. You can have it too. We can all have it. There's enough for everybody. Definitely. Yeah. And Which is like, again, not how we're mm -hmm. programmed to think, but uh, yeah. Yeah. There's enough for everybody. And with this time on the planet, like amazing what you said, women need to rise up. And if anything, we need to come together instead mm -hmm. of compete we need to collaborate collaborate wow collaborate <laughs> we need mm -hmm. to hold each other's hand and we need to support 
one mm-hmm. another and come together in community and sisters because that's how we used to do it long ass time ago back in a long ass time ago in the tribes and in the circles with the women and yeah and yeah. I, I like i remember it wasn't even too long ago maybe even like 8 years ago like i was not like I, not that I hated other girls or whatever, but it was stuff, stuff that I had to deal with with myself, but life is so much easier, funner, mm-hmm. <laughs> just better when you have a supportive sister tribe, you know, when mm-hmm. you have these women to have you yeah. your back. It's just so powerful. Yeah. We need that now more than ever. Yeah. And I think that because again, we haven't experienced it. We don't know the value of it. And, and like, until we have it, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, a good example would be like when we're in like high school love or like early twenties love, like, Oh my gosh, I'm in love. This is the best ever. My soulmate. Yay. And then like several relationships down your, down the line, you'll be like, Oh my God, <laughs> I thought that was what that was. But like, I actually know so much more and I know such a deeper way of loving and showing up now. So that makes like that version of love almost laughable and cute. Right. Yeah. Like you don't know until you've lived through it. And like, I've had that similar situation of like, I thought I had friends or girlfriends, but now that I've like learned how to show up for myself and unpack some of that like competition and you really can only unpack that competition once you've landed into a deep understanding of who you are and that you matter and that you have high inherent self-worth just as you are. Um, and that sounds simple, but like, ooh, it's a bit sticky sometimes. <laughs> it's a lot of um, Yeah, you can't like, you can't fully unpack that, those like girlfriends, woman's wounds until you land there. Like that's the beginning of it all. And yeah, I would say even in the last year and a half, I've really deepened into that, like that, that amazing feeling of like true support of showing up in, in your wholeness and in, in the messiness, in the dark and in the light with, with some women, it'll it'll shape, it'll shape you and change you like for the better. And that's also like a part of why I wanted to work with moms specifically is because we get super isolated in the first couple of years of motherhood. Um, and we need that community. We need that support and especially of moms who are supportive. So that's part of like the work that I do is, is creating a Facebook group and creating a space where we can come together and just, be supportive and be in a safe space because a lot of people don't have that, but we do have the power of the internet. So, you know, you can gather there. You don't, you're not limited to your one kilometer radius of wherever you live, which is good. Thank you for sharing your wisdom today, Lauren. It was so (laughs) lovely hanging out with you and catching up. It's been too long. <laughs> no, life happens fast, but I'm enjoying that life is happening a little bit slower these days. Mm-hmm. Slow, but also fast. Cause I was like, shit, man, it's already been a month. I'm like, it's already April, whatever day it is, April 23rd. What day is it? 24, 20, something like 23rd. It's the 23rd today. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you have any little quote like to leave the listeners with or Mm. 
advice, anything? I don't know what's coming in, I guess, for me is that like we're when you'll be listening to this, we're likely still in like isolation. Um, and I really appreciate that we haven't talked too much about <laughs> COVID on this because I feel like we talk about it a lot. Like I just think as a society, which is totally fine. We're digesting, digesting what's happening. But I think like take the opportunity to look at like what's happening on your day to day and what you would like to carry forward. Because we're not going back to normal, you know, quotations normal. We can't. It's just like not possible after what we've been through as a collective society. And also like the normal, like be honest with yourself. In those times when you find yourself like wishing for yesteryear, oh, I just wish I miss doing this. Was your normal life really working for you? Were you happy? Were you doing the things that you want? Did you still have an ass long bucket list of like, when I'm this, this, or when I have this, then I'll, you know, go kayaking or hiking or go traveling here. Were you just like, when one day in your life away, was your normal really working for you? And like, honestly, for 95% of people, no, it wasn't. So why the fuck are you wishing for that back? Use this opportunity to get clear. Like drop. (laughs) (laughs) hell yes sis thank you for that (laughs) I needed that yes (laughs) where can people find your lovely soul my lovely soul um I okay so I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Lauren Hazel coaching l-a-u-r-e-n-h-a-z-e-l coaching um same for the websites is laurenhazelcoaching.com. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm on there. I'm excited leading up to the launch. We have a whole bunch of, um, like I'll be going live a lot more often. So we're like mapping that out right now, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, so I would definitely say look for me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, Lauren Hazel Coaching. happy to have you take care of your heart yes yes taking care of our hearts that's what we need right now Mm -hmm. thank Mm -hmm. you lauren love you so much sister i love you so much go drink some water Uh, i saw this great thing the other day that i'm like oh i'm gonna put that on repeat it was like hydrate meditate and masturbate that will get you through anything Yeah. Hydrate, meditate, masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> Tattoo that shit on you. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't even, like, it doesn't matter if you're sober or clean, you can still get through anything if you hydrate, masturbate, and meditate. So you're good. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> on that 2020, note. <laughs> 2020 model. <laughs> yeah, so good. Awesome. All right. I'm going to send you some love and, uh, Let's see this again. 100%. Love you. Love you too. Bye.